It's Cofield and Company, live on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno. Four o'clock hours here. Adam Hill, Steve Cofield. I told you that chair, man. We had John Taffer sit in that chair. That's like a big fella damaged chair. Justin Watkins in studio. He sat in the chair and you looked like you were like a little scared. No, no, no. It's I just, too high, I, I, I think. It, well, yeah, it's a very high chair. It's like a drafting chair. But on top of it, I sit a lot. Mm-hmm. So I, I like being able to stand when we do this. Plus, it's like a showdown. Yeah. And you I, don't want to get you don't want to. I'm intimidating my stand up even though I'm short and fat. There's an energy in here. Yeah, well, yeah, you get your energy up. You know, you sit back, you, you relax, and I, you you're not getting my best. Uh, we, we got John Taffer super relaxed. He was, he, was, he was very good last hour. Really good. Good. I, want, I, I should have baited him into yelling at me about something. My phone went off. I thought He, he, he should have gone full Taffer and be like, turn off the ringer! Radio professional! Idiots! To get right in my face, but it was a kind of a casual conversation. Okay. A little um, too casual. Did I, go, uh, did I go too farly again? No, I think we're good. I was better this time. Remember Farley on SNL when he'd, he'd have guests in? The Chris Farley show? Yes. Yeah. Oh, like, remember? <laughs> do, you, do you remember? When, remember, do you remember? Yeah, what about it? <laughs> do you remember? Yeah. <laughs> that was Steve with Taffer. I was ready this time. No, I was ready. I was ready. He's my kind of guy. You know, intense. Let's go. Lay it on the line, right? Adam said he couldn't work for him. He like, he'd rather work for a Steve Carr. Well, I didn't say that. Said if I'd he prefer. yelled at you once, but if he yelled at you all the time, he wouldn't like it. If you, I'm good with you if you yell and then you're like, all right, now we're good, now we're back to normal. Right. But if it's just like yell, 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 like no, stop, settle down. That's not necessary. That's like Justin's style of being a manager, just screaming at everybody all the time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, I was like well, probably not. Where are you going with this? <laughs> probably not. <laughs> probably not. Well, I was about to throw in. Didn't you work for Adelson? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that he had that much contact with the on the ground writers. Never met him. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's talk about the Knights. Um, I don't think that's Bruce Cassidy's style. I really don't know what his style is behind the scenes, but he's certainly not going to scream and yell at some of the guys who are gutting it out and are beat up. So uh, Adam was saying earlier, I think it was safe to assume that when Edmonton came out as 150 favorites, that everyone knew that Stone and McNabb and Theodore were a little dinged up. And um, I don't know if they were questionable going into this morning, but it's announced that they are going to play. So that's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. if you li- Like I said, I listen to a lot of NHL radio now, um, and – you listen to the hockey media at large from Grand Central Station in Tor- Toronto. <laughs> They've already got this pegged as the Maple Leafs versus the Oilers in the Stanley Cup final. And when they have their expert picks, nobody picked the Golden Knights. Over. Like, uh, didn't the ESPN breakdown, I think, have like 27 picks and 24 were Oilers? Yeah. It was wild. Yeah, but, Athletic, well, I think, was over. I don't think anybody, yeah. you know, so. Oilers Maple Leafs was my pick, so I'm kind of riding with the same crew. Before the playoffs started. Okay. I think a lot of people had Boston, not me. Yeah. I mean, from from my perspective, I, 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 think, it's, I think it's basically a pick em sort of series. I would give the slight edge to the Oilers. Very close, but I think we, VGK is a tough matchup for the yeah. Oilers. And, you know. Seattle might be doing the Oilers a lot of well anybody a lot of um, service here because I think Dallas is probably the worst matchup for the Oilers a little bit worse than we are I think a little bit you know Pete DeBoer's style and how he takes out the top players of the other team 
He's shown a history of that. Yeah. These top-heavy teams, he's always beaten. He, when we took out Colorado, same sort of deal. They were the juggernaut, and and he schemed right out of that. So, um, yeah, I think we're probably slight dogs. We need DeBoer against VGK, though, right? Wouldn't that be the most fun series there could be? Uh, I'm scared of that just because I think DeBoer is like, well, I know how to beat these guys. Just park the bus right in front of the – I would much I'd much rather see Seattle, the two newest teams. Seattle's – I mean, I watch all their games. They are fun to watch. They skate, man, yeah. and they get after it. And, you know, they don't play a lot of defense, but they did at sort of at the end of, um, you know, the last two games, the the – clincher against Colorado and um, the first round or first game of the, of the second round. So um, I like watching them. I think that'd be a cool matchup either way. I mean, if we beat the Oilers, you know, I'll be stoked either way. I think the to the point of Steve's original question of like, to me, it's pretty stunning that Mark Stone is playing at all. So like anything that you get out of him right now is a bonus. So people are freaking out. Like he left practice early, like be ready for that to happen at some point. The guy is rushing back from a back surgery. That's crazy. I don't know if he's rushing back, right? I mean, I think he's on the. I think he decided to get the back surgery when he did, so the timetable would line up pretty close to this. You never know that you're going to be on the front end of that timetable or the back end, but I think you know he probably decided to stop rehab and just have the surgery partially in mind towards yeah. Then I could probably play in the playoffs, or maybe I could play in the playoffs. I watched the video of him at practice. Was it day before yesterday? Yeah. It didn't look as bad as everybody was describing it to me. Um, you know, he, when he left the games previously with back issues, he could not skate off the ice right. and here he skated off. He walked off. I know everybody's talking about the walk being that, that l- lumbar injury walk, <laughs> but he's also on skates over there on the bench. It so, also could like, have been a, I have to go to the bathroom walk. Totally. That's <laughs> the same walk. It is the same walk. <laughs> So yeah, I think I think that's fair. Uh, game two was moved yeah. to Saturday. People are furious. I'm pu- furious <laughs> for individual reasons, uh, personal reasons. People don't have any repercussions though, right? In terms no. of travel, money, that sort of thing. No, no. I mean, and if they did, it's probably against like the Florida Panthers. It's their schedule and them trying to accommodate not being on the same night as the Heat. They don't play in the same building, but they don't want their fans to have to be in two places at the same time. And so their their schedule is spaced out. They played yesterday. They'll play tomorrow. Then two days off, game three. Then two days off again, game four. And when they move that around to accommodate Florida, they're like, oh, crap. We don't have anything going on now for the early game on Saturday. Eh, let's move Vegas there. And for me, it's the difference between – it's going to be the first home playoff game I've ever missed. I'm going to miss it. Why are you missing it? You won't believe this, but like I'm chaperoning my fifth graders field trip, which is a, a camping trip. So like I'm going to be with a bunch of fifth graders, like, you know, camping and hiking and stuff. Is it Saturday night or Friday night? It's Saturday, stay the night and Sunday. You can't move I'm that like, to Friday? <laughs> I move it up to Friday. You move I'm, to not Friday. Char- I'm not in charge of anything. I'm not in charge Make of anything. Make some calls. <laughs> We're going to stay Friday night. We'll come back Saturday morning and go to the game. Yeah. No, I don't think it's going to happen. And you can't – I mean, what if you tested positive for COVID or something? You can't chaperone. 
I mean, they would let me off the hook if I said I didn't want a chaperone, but... Do it. No, no. What's more important, your kids or the Golden Knights? <laughs> I'm sure if I gave the option to my daughter, she'd be like, you should go to the Golden Knights. <laughs> yeah. Does she even watch her there? <laughs> I think it's 50-50. <laughs> okay, okay, fair enough. Uh, so I guess in, in this case of the fans that are angry, I'm sure somebody... We always see this. People are going to yeah. file a suit. You just tell them, just don't do it. Not worth it. Yeah, don't do it. You're not going to win. <laughs> not worth it. Um, what, are the rules in Canada different, though? <laughs> well, the, the venue would be here. You'd have to bring the Well, you sue the league. Well, but the venue, I still think that the, the venue and the, the laws of the state of Nevada would apply because that's where the ticket was going to be redeemed and used. That's unfortunate. Uh so I guess with the price where it is, you said you thought it'd be around Pickham. That mean you would bet the Golden Knights in this series. I don't bet the Golden Knights games. You would, other than other than sometimes when they are in game and they are down two or three goals, I'll take a flyer on the on, on the, the rally on the win. This and is all our fault, right? I've Legally. only I've only I've only done it four times and I've won three of the four wow. times, all over plus a thousand. But it's our fault. Like we we got the ball rolling for you for you on this. Like we we created a monster. No, I'm not a monster. No, I I rarely bet. I don't even know what's like what's in my account. To be honest with you, March Madness and then like every once in a while VGK where I'm like, dude, we're playing better than these guys, but we're losing. Wonder what the line is, and I'll check it out. Good. Uh, I think the most intriguing storyline in addition, I mean, obviously the the penalty kill against the Oilers and all this other stuff, but. The Knight, Knights fans may not quite be into this story yet, but they will be over the next seven potentially games. Connor McDavid and Jack Eichel have a history going back to the draft. Jack Eichel will not talk about Connor McDavid. I mean, if you ask him, he'll give you an answer that's not a real answer. He does not want to talk about it. Connor McDavid went one, Eichel went two. They've been linked forever. And obviously, McDavid turned into this massive superstar. Eichel has been good, but not at that level. Like, how big is this series, do you think, for Jack Eichel to try to get over those demons? I mean, I think this whole postseason is big for Jack Eichel, right? I mean, it's the reason why he wanted out in Buffalo. Um, you know, I think it's the reason why uh, we went and got him. And so I think it's important for his own sort of, I don't know, legacy, but his own reputation within the league that he show himself as a postseason performer. And I'll say in, seri- in the first series – Mixed results. I mean, point of game, right? He did five five points in five games. First game was not good, but nobody's first game was good. Um, you know, and then he had the two goal game, both on the well, one both on the power play on in that game. Um, but then after that he sort of disappeared and wasn't shooting the puck. I think he picked up one or two assists in the, the remaining two games, but he he really didn't make himself present like he did in games two and three. So um, I think it, it'll be interesting to see what Cassidy does to address McDavid and Drysaddle. If the, if McDavid and Drysaddle are on the same line, I think Jack Eichel will have a big game or a big series because we have the defensive centers to match up with a single super line. Um, and then it will not be Eichel's line. It'll be Carlson's line and Stone's line who will match up against that line, and they'll do well. I think we've seen it in the Colorado series. And then Eichel will be up against, like, second, third, fourth liners, and I think he'll have a big game. Adam Hill. Across the way, Cofield, ESPN Reno, ESPN Las Vegas. Justin Watkins is in studio with us from Battleborn Injury Lawyers. We're about five, six minutes away from getting into the A's and 
you know, you're pretty tight with uh, Steve Yeager, so we'll see if he can give us away or give us some secrets. So I want to remind people that a uh, big remote tomorrow with our sister station, The Point, it's all related to uh, May the 4th. How about that? May the 4th be with you. Oh, Adam loves it so much. He'll be hanging out. Maybe not. Uh, but they have a brand new PT's pub location at DI and Durango, 8416 West Desert Staff from 97 on the point is going to be there. May the 4th be with you. They're going to have Darth Vader taters, Chewbacco's beef tacos. Come on, Adam. You're getting them. Han Solo burger. Jabba the hummus. Love Jabba the hummus. I'm all over that. Half-off drinks and cocktails from 5 to 7. Giveaways include Billy Idol tickets and also a VGK jersey. So tomorrow, 4 to 6, 4 to 6, 4 to 6, as uh, PT's Pub opens up a new location, 8416 West Desert. And it's our grand opening party, and they're going to be doing the May the 4th Be With You theme with Steph McKenzie from The Point. So we had a story emerge today. We had about 30 seconds here, but I don't know if you got to read the story, Justin from the Nevada Independent, where Steve Yeager came out and said, basically, I don't know what's going on. Like, time is of the essence. Where is the A's plan? Well, um, obviously, I, I don't like being reserved and holding back on this show, and I don't, I don't think I do, <laughs> even when I was in office. But in this particular situation, I'm going to be careful about how I word things because I know Steve. Uh, we're friends. We work together. Um, I'm going to say this. Just broadly speaking, when you're talking about some sort of change or legislation that requires that is this public, you need to have the plan to take to the members to be able to count votes. And you can't count the votes, I don't think, effectively before you have a plan. And so um, I think here what Steve's saying is, I don't have a plan to show to the members, so I don't know where we're where we're at in the process. So our voice of reason, former public servant, legal insider, jack of all trades, big hockey fan, Justin Watkins is here, and, and we love when uh, Justin's in for situations like this because we're not, you know, government experts. Um, and what's going on right now? You know, there seems to be some confusion on uh, what the A's are trying to do. They came out and they did their media rounds, and Dave Cavill was on with Cofield and company, and he laid out the uh, tax district plan and, you know, the way he presented it. Okay. That's interesting. And, you know, we talked about it afterwards and don't, don't love it. Don't love it. And there's a, a little mistrust of what the A's really want. Uh, do they want to be a baseball team or big real estate owners in Las Vegas? So uh, today the Nevada independent uh, had some quotes from Steve Yeager and one, he said that the A's had not uh, presented a, concrete language to lawmakers on the proposed structure of public money for a new stadium. He also said if something was going to happen, it really should have been in place last week. Um, also, to update, the land deal is not done with the A's and Red Rock Resorts. It's just a binding agreement. Interesting. And they can back out of that if they don't get what they need from the state. So mm -hmm. Adam had thoughts on why he thinks the A's are dragging their feet. Yeah, I think it's intentional. And I, I think – I don't think it's a secret. I mean, that's what Dave Cable said when he was on our show. He's like, we're jamming this through. I mean, that wasn't that exact language. He said, look, we have very limited time to get this done. We're going to get done – we'll get it done right now. Like, no, that's not how these things are supposed to work. And that's what happened last time. So when he said that, you you were sitting with me. I was like, whoa, what? 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 
And so I, I think it's intentional. I think it's let's wait till the last second and let's try to jam it through. I think that's what they want to do, and I don't know that that's going to work. Yeah, I mean, if that's the plan, I don't, I don't think that's the plan. But if that is the plan, I think that's a mistake. Um, only because uh, we were talking off air about like, hey, these what these delays are doing in addition to providing uncertainty to the legislature. So like, you know, just for the audience sake, Steve Yeager is the Speaker of the Assembly. There is also the majority leader of the Senate. You can't get either of these things through, not, none of these things through without having both of their support. They just will not agendize the issue if they don't like it. And that's it. And then it's dead. Right? So you've got to have all of the leadership in the legislature on the same page. And if they're saying they want information and they're not getting it, you're jeopardizing the whole thing. And in that delay time, you're giving these legislators, they're now, you know, they read the press. They can hear from their constituents, and I don't think that outside of the first, you know, 72 hours, I don't think it's been very positive uh, press opinion. Um, the RJs, the, some of the RJ guys, I mean, you, you know, Ed's been strong on it. Uh, Sam's been strong on it. And that wasn't happening for the longest time. Obviously, the independent, and I'm not saying you guys are, you know, doing like unbalanced coverage, but the independent has been, you know, strong against this. Ralston obviously is the front man for that whole thing, and he's been very much criticizing some coverage and, and against it and saying, "Hey, we got to look into this." Um, could the A's have actually not had any idea what was going to happen if they let this out? Was this all a litmus test? You know, just put your finger up to the wind and go, "Oh, we're going to build support and we're going to put pressure." So many people want baseball mm-hmm. in Vegas. We're going to put pressure. On these politicians, and now they're like, "Oh my God, we didn't know." Well, if if that's the case, I would say that's an incredibly big mistake because before you make a move like that, you do some polling, <laughs> you do some focus grouping to figure out, okay, where is the public? Because if I believe the public's on my side, then that's the exact play I want, right? I want to put it out there and then get all of the public to contact their legislators and say, "I'm in support of this." Mm-hmm. That's the play, yeah. right? But if I do the public polling and I'm like, "Ooh, wait a minute." doesn't look good, then I want to quietly ram this thing through with leadership and not make a big public fuss about it. I don't want to, I don't want to put it out there. I don't want to talk about all these different... But they made a big public fuss about it by, by having Dave Cavill do interview after interview after interview in the market, out of the market, and nationally. Yeah, I agree. They did. So I don't know if they misread the whole thing or if... Hey, in the you know the preliminary discussions, they believe that hey, this is this is a slam dunk. It, I mean, these politicians all fall in line because the the powers that be in Vegas want it, so they're going to give it to us. So let me qualify this by saying, you know, I obviously served as a legislator, but I've never been some high end lobbyist. That I mean, they've got some of the best lobbyists in the state of Nevada on their side, and so that could be we're missing this whole thing, and they've got it all figured out already, yeah. or. The other thing could be is they got so many high-powered lobbyists that they're not seeing eye-to-eye on everything and what the plan is moving forward, and, and they're sort of stuck in paralysis by analysis of how to get this done because maybe the public outcry was not what they thought it was going to be. Maybe, I don't know, maybe there's some people who are learning like, you know, we had Scott in here last week who's in government affairs. He understands all this stuff. And we're like, dude. We could have an expansion team whenever we want it. Like the next expansion team's here. We don't. We don't have to take the A's. And that was kind of like, from my perception, news to him. And if that's sort of the information that some of these legislators are getting now, they may not have foreseen that and and had a plan of how to address it. I got to pull one out of left field on this one, and I have no idea if you have any expertise on this because it's more about 
real estate and contracts. But a story that made the rounds a little earlier in the week was that the A's were actually offered a deal for the property at the Rio for a dollar. Now, what, like a lot of people reacted to that and just took it on, you know, on the surface. Like, there has to be a lot more that goes into that in terms of a partnership. Right. What could that even be uh, where they could be offered for almost nothing? Well, I, understand, I actually understand why they could turn down the property because the tax-free district, I think, is just an amazing perk in this whole thing that, they, that they're asking for at well, shop and 15. Shouldn't we be clear on this? Like, We should all understand and just say the elephant in the room out loud, right? Like, This is not a deal to bring the A's to less. This is a deal to give a real estate developer land to develop real estate. Mm-hmm. That's it's what real, this deal I, I is. really do believe it's This is not a – it has really little to do with baseball. Mostly a real estate deal. That's what John Fisher is, a real estate guy. So – what could be at play for you know getting them in for a dollar? First off, when you talk about the real property, the real property is huge. Yeah, it is huge. And so, if there is a baseball stadium or any stadium, but let's call baseball baseball stadium on part of that property, there is so much more property that can be developed in and around that. That if if I have to give it to you for free to for you to place it there, yeah. then I'm probably going to do it because what's left of my I'm going to say like 80% of the property still. It's huge. Yeah, 49 I, I acres. Think, it's massive. I think, I think the do- I think but I think the dollar at the Rio was for 22 acres maybe with a, right. an option to buy a little more, but there's obviously new owners of the Rio who are already planning on pouring in close to a billion dollars into that right. property. So this would just add to their property, but you know, there, there were people and there were people on radio going, "What a joke. They were offered, you know, a piece of land for a dollar." <laughs> yeah. Like there's got there's a lot more to it than there's that. There's tons more to it. And like, you know, what do you really get out of it? Is there a revenue share in the stadium, you know, and but but that that should tell you mm-hmm. that this ask of the tax free district is an amazing deal for the A's and what they can do for it. We had we had John Taffer on last hour and he hasn't really followed the story a whole lot, but he he mentioned you know just like the what's is it the ballpark village in St Louis whatever it's yeah. called or the uh, the battery in Atlanta, Atlanta to have a piece of property that has an entertainment district on it for 365 days a year, not just your baseball dates, has amazing value. Incredible value. But we should also note that, like, the projections that were put into place for Battery Park did not come to fruition. And to make up for the bond payments, they have had to use other tax sources to do it. So it has not paid for itself. And that, to me, is the, the, the quiet part that nobody is talking about is, okay, okay, I get it. These taxes wouldn't exist unless you put the stadium there. The tax district's only going to be for the stadium. And then I need to know the what if. Who's on the hook if the if the sales tax doesn't cover it? Because if it comes out of our general fund, no thank you. Like, I don't want that deal. We're, I also, know, I, we're I seen, prone to recessions. It I, can happen I've here. I've seen people very much in support of this project, and they keep saying a lot of the same stuff they said with the Raiders project, and that is, you know, it's not coming out of our pocket. There's no new taxes. Yeah, there were no new taxes with the Raiders stadium until we had new, uh, new taxes. We got a, a sales tax hike because we had a shortfall. Mm-hmm. So we did get taxes. You know, we did get additional taxes on that one. Uh, Justin Watkins is with us. ESPN Las Vegas, ESPN Reno. Battleborn Injury Lawyer, 766-1400 is a number. Call from anywhere around the state of Nevada. Offices in Henderson and Vegas and Reno. 775-766-1400 in the north some other legal stories to get to adam i know you wanted to ask and we got about a minute and a half here uh the latest thing with gwyneth paltrow with what attorney's fees what's happening yeah here? she won her countersuit so she won the dollar uh but she was also asking for attorney fees it sounds like she's not getting them 
Is that just we're done with this? We don't want to go any further. Yeah, I mean it's it's up to them, right? Like they can they can weigh in on that, but the it's ultimately whether or not the attorney's fees are awarded or not is going to be up to a judge, and so they may very well understand that the judge is like, mm, no. Nah. Does that just depend on how frivolous the case is? <laughs> right, like the part part of it. Well, it can. Now, technically, um, it, in the state of Nevada, if that were to happen, it's it's a the court should award attorney's fees, and it's based on the other side being unreasonable about their position. Now, a court may find, like, hey, we, in looking at what the jury decided, this was a close case, and it wasn't really out of whack. So, yes, to the extent that, like, if it's really frivolous, then they might do it. I think that what really could be happening here is the court's like, dude, you guys have wasted enough time here. Like, <laughs> Get out of my courtroom. We're not doing this again. I'm not hearing any more about this case. Still giveaway. 364-1100. 364-1100. Man, the sports calendar just never stops. We got the Kentucky Derby coming up this weekend. Really cool setup. Big beer festival and uh, Kentucky Derby watch party at Area 15. It's Hops and Horses Beer and Derby Festival. It's this Saturday, 1 to 6 p. Saturday, May 6. You can grab your tickets at area15.com. That's area15.com. So, obviously, the event is at Area 15. It's a really good setup there. The Hops and Horses Beer and Derby Festival. Ari's got two tickets for you right now. 364-1100. Caller 7-364-1100. On the way back, we got to get up. Uh, Back to the latest on a very sobering story with Henry Ruggs and what the plea is here. Adam, how much have you had to follow? Is there mostly a news side on the Henry Ruggs, the progress of the case? Um, I mean, the actual legal battle has been pretty exclusively news side. Yeah, uh, We've obviously done, you know, talking to players, things like that about their reactions, but they haven't done much in the last year or so. So it's been uh, it's been pretty much a new side story. During that year, he's had to stay in town? Uh, yeah. Th- I mean, there was I always rumors, wonder about that. There I... was that big rumor that he was gone oh, really? uh, last year because that video surfaced and a producer tried to claim that he had filmed a commercial with Ruggs in Atlanta at some point last Ooh. year. Um, and then I talked to Ruggs' attorneys who were like, no, it was very old footage. He wasn't there. He's in town. So I believe the way it was set up is that he would have to petition the court to be able to leave at any point, and I don't believe that he had. That okay. sounds right. Okay. Yeah. So what do we got? What's the latest now? So they're entering into a plea deal um, where he agrees that uh, he could be sentenced from three to ten years um, as part of the plea deal. Uh, you know, that could get him out. In a little bit less time than that. On, on so good this behavior. would be, you think this would be eligible for good behavior? He could be out in like two, two years, a year and a half. If he only got three years, I, there, there are sentencing guidelines. I, th- okay. I think it's going to be more than that. Like I think in, in the way it is with a with a felony like this, felony DUI, I think they have to serve the minimum of that three to ten. So I think I think he's stuck for three. Um, but I will say, like I don't, you never know what evidence is being discussed back and forth between a criminal defense attorney and the prosecutor and what they think that they're going to be able to show or not show in trial. That it weighs heavily on these negotiations, but I understand the public perception that this is, seems light. Um, and I haven't seen any evidence as that would lead me to the contrary, but, but I'm just putting a clarifier out there, but that could exist. There could be something out there that's damning to the part of the investigation that makes this not a sure thing. Um, but otherwise, I, I just think it, it 
if if that exists, they should make it public so that the public has faith in the system and understands why, you know, a famous rich person would get so they don't just think it's a famous rich person getting a lesser sentence for hiring great attorneys. When it comes down to it, yeah, I mean, you just mentioned the attorney part. Is it is it a lot of it? Look, we would rather get a conviction of some sort than get beat in court. That's I mean, that's and, and that's even if we have right. the evidence, it's it's you know they're great. They're, that's always part of it, right? That's why lawyers do matter, and and who your lawyer is, and you know he's got he's got the best, and so. That's always going to be part of the equation of like, oh man, do we do we really want to do the trial here? Do we do we feel certain that we've dotted all the I's and crossed all the T's in this investigation to stand up to this trial and this examination that's going to happen at trial? That's that's definitely part of it. And so, to the extent that they feel like they they were sort of stuck in in part of that and needed to negotiate, I really think like. This is a matter of public interest, and and they should be transparent with the public as to why this is the case, rather than where what the narrative is now, which is if you're rich and you're famous and you can play ball, you know you're going to get the the most lenient punishment. Um, a lot of people asked me right away, and I didn't know the answer to this, so I figured I'd ask you: Is he's essentially been in home confinement for a year and a half? Does mm-hmm. that count? Yeah, it's going to count. Oh, well, wait, 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 no. It, I have to see the plea agreement. I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. It might, it, though. It, could, it might, but I doubt it. I doubt it. I doubt it. Okay. I don't think so. Okay. Because he's been out the whole time. If he had been in, they can get some time served, but I don't think so. Um, it, now, they could write that in the plea agreement, but I highly doubt that that's included. We are. I mean, I don't want to get too deep down the road because we're, we're about to go to break. But uh, if – I guess how much will the judge honor if they say it's between 3 to 10 – if the both sides are like, yeah, let's, let's do like the four, is the judge is judge going to say no? It's ten, or they pretty much go with what they say. Judge can do whatever they want to do. They're not bound by the 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 scope of the plea agreement. The only part that the judge is bound by is you've pled guilty, and now I can do whatever I want. So it's rare though. They work with these people all the time. It's time for ESPN Las Vegas legal insider Justin Watkins to present the facts only on ESPN Las Vegas. Rolling on on a Wednesday, Justin Watkins Day. <laughs> Justin Watkins Day. It is. It is. Wednesday's <laughs> your day in the middle of the show. Uh, if you missed it earlier, we had John Taffer in. You can listen to the entire show afterwards at lvsportsnetwork.com. You can listen to all three hours for people in Reno who only get the one hour. You can listen to all three hours here on ESPN uh, Las Vegas and ESPN Reno, but by going to lvsportsnetwork.com. All right. So we got a weird story with Jackson Mahomes. It's actually an old story. So what exactly happened here, Adam? What was the claim a few months back? There was a video that surfaced. He was at a restaurant. He was aggressive with some staff and then was in a back room with a manager. She was – whatever conversation was going on. It sounds like talking about what he, how he was treating employees. And there appeared to be – some very aggressive behavior on his part uh, toward her uh, with a kiss and a lunge and a grab and all sorts of uh, nonsense, and it sounded like it was gone. But now, a couple months later, we're in a case. I guess what goes on in these cases, first of all, of like how how could sometimes you look at the video, there's not an immediate decision, but two months later, ah, we're going to charge him. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all about talking to witnesses and who's willing to talk. And in these situations where somebody's famous, sometimes everybody sort of clams up. And maybe they're, you know, 
the famous person's teams getting to these people and, you know, trying to <laughs> work out uh, some sort of resolution without criminal uh, interaction, which is a tricky little play uh, to try to work <laughs> out and not break the law. Um, but it may be that, you know, nobody was talking and then one person talked and, and then it gave confidence to other people to talk. Or it just may be that there was enough people involved that it took them months to actually get time to talk to everybody and sort of piece the timeline together to to feel comfortable with giving it over to the DA and the DA saying, all right, I'm ready to go and press charges. In the case of, you know, as we just mentioned about Henry Ruggs and, and what, what's going on there and potentially, you know, the the difficulties of, of beating very high, you know, powered attorneys that are very good. Uh, in a case like this, is there a hesitance to even file charges knowing, like, it's going to be tough. If it's a 50-50 case, it's going to be real tough. And maybe if it's a normal person we charge, this person we might not just because the all the obstacles that are involved in trying to get the case. Well, so I think that actually leads to your first question of why the things would take a little bit of time is they knew at the very beginning, right, they're dealing with somebody who's got means and who's got famous family members. So they want to make sure that during that investigation, again, they're dotting all their I's, crossing all their T's, and that they are unimp unimpeachable in regards to their investigation. Um, you know, what's interesting about this piece is is that he's been charged with sexual assault, sexual battery. You you know, you could be on this, the offender registry for the rest of your life for something like this. Um, and, um, you know, that's whether or not you actually serve jail time or not, that's a pretty big impact to your life. And also the prosecutors don't want to get made fun of on TikTok. It's <laughs> yeah. probably part of it. It's all it's all part of it now. It you know, they're people too, is. man. They're people too. They don't want to be clowned on. I'm sure Patrick is thrilled, right? Yeah. This is tough. He, for was, he was clear of both the wife and the brother for most of the year. Man, look, they won the Super Bowl, huh? Kind of weird, right? Nice and quiet except for this. And now he's got to, you know, have dealing with this crap again. Well, it's tough for you as a big TikTok person. You're probably pro Jackson Mahomes. I, but. you know what the alg the algorithm is the algorithm, man. If you don't if you don't watch <laughs> Jackson Mahomes for more than two seconds when you see it, never comes up again. Never comes up again. Don't 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 get me down the TikTok path. He was yelling at me yesterday for getting a lot of my sports content from uh, you know new sports contributors on TikTok. I like it. I like it. It's entertaining. It's good. For, it's good stuff for the show. It's a problem. It's not like I'm going to copy it, which uh, can we make a clunky segue to Ed Sheeran? We can, but I, I also want to point out uh, Justin will be interested to know that still just one shot for New Jersey at Boy. the end of the first period. Yeah. Wow. That's not good. No. <laughs> 2 nothing, and... Carolina. You know those Florida teams, man. And uh, the Sun – I mean the, the Sunshine sun, State. Sun Belt? Yeah, Sun Belt teams. So say Florida teams. The Sun Belt teams, Tampa lost. But other than that, man, uh, Carolina and Florida – you know, uh, they're doing pretty good down the stretch here. All right, so what happened with Ed Sheeran trying to steal music? <laughs> Ed Sheeran's being sued. Who you, who's he trying to copy? Uh, well, it's very complicated because Ed Sheeran obviously put out a song It's a long time ago uh, at this point, but he is being sued not by who we know of as the, uh, as the originator of the song, but by like somebody who is a co-writer. So – He's saying that Thinking Out Loud, the big hit by Ed Sheeran, for I think it's 2013, is too close to Marvin Gaye's Let's Get It On. Now, obviously, Marvin Gaye is not doing. Marvin Gaye is long gone. It's somebody who was credited as the co-writer of the song. is like, hey, that's close to my song. 
I don't like it. I'm going to sue you. First of all, I have a problem with that. Like, it's not nobody even knows who you are. Settle down. But I also don't think it's that close. How tough are these cases to to pursue? Yeah, they're pretty tough. I mean, you, you, it's not just so easy as saying like, "Hey, I hear it sounds familiar well, to me." It's the old, it's the old famous uh, Vanilla Ice. We like, dun, 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 dun. yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love that interview. It's like the best interview ever. <laughs> <It's> fantastic. <laughs> but he ended up paying David Bowie. Yeah, you know, yeah, um, so that that one I think was very close, and by most people's estimation but you need to get experts in there to explain this kind of to the jury of what goes into the process and how actually close it is and how it would be difficult for somebody to come up with that without knowing this art this ensemble already to me there's i don't hear it at all <laughs> no. like I don't, I don't even when i was like wait really wait no. what song and i'm like nah I, that's they're not even close to the same to me but i'm not a musician and i have no musical training of any kind i can't read notes or anything. Um, but I have no problem with a co-writer going after it. In fact, the co-writer has the biggest incentive to ensure the protection of music that he wrote but did not perform because it's his only access to revenue. True. And if you don't protect what you think is being plagiarized, you lose the protection. So I've got no problem with that aspect of things. I just I just don't know where he's coming from I, to say that it's a similar. I did think one of the interesting things was the co-writer for Ed Sheeran on <laughs> under oath said, it's actually closer to Van Morrison's Have I Told You Lately. Now is Van Morrison people going to come, wait, wait, whoa, what about us? What are we doing? <laughs> yeah, man, hey, get my team on it. He already told me. You got an admission. <laughs> Could, could then, if Van Morrison did want to do something, could he then bring this out and be like, "Hey, look, in oh, hundred percent, this." Yeah, and then the the, the response would be, "I said closer <laughs> to something that's very far away, and you're far away too." I'm just saying, you're I'm closer to your far away than that other one, which is not even in the same spectrum. Which, yeah, I I, I don't see it. I don't hear it. I should say, I don't hear it. I don't either. I listened again today too. I was like, I, I don't, I don't hear it. ESPN Reno, ESPN Las Vegas, Justin Watkins in studio. Seven six six fourteen hundred is the number for Battleborn Injury Lawyers. Uh, Ari's got a problem that he wants to talk about. Last one is we close things out. Uh, some creepo next door apparently has a video camera pointed at his bathroom. <laughs> you you gotta explain this? this. What's going on here? I didn't bury the lead there, did he? Uh, no, that, I, I don't think they're actually. This is anything malicious, but I'm just saying. Like, I look out my little window, small. And there is, you know, the cameras you see, even in this place, like those with the, the beads around, whatever it is. Yeah. I know what it is. It's in, like, anyway, I believe that is simply their webcam that they are just storing arbitrarily, like, on their windowsill. But it is right there. I mean, I went to open the window yesterday, two days ago, and I'm just like, whoa, like, right on. Almost as if, like, you're wanting to see my face right up from front. So I was just curious. I mean, like, I haven't talked to anybody. Obviously, I can go just check with them. And ask, and this is more of a hypothetical. That's I don't a, think there's tough, legal it's a action. Tough conversation to have with the neighbor. It hey, is. Is your webcam facing into my bathroom? Can you no, move I think it? it's a very simple conversation. Just like, move that. Hey, else, man, please. your webcam is pointing to my window. And to to answer your anticipated question is: Is there anything you could do about that? Yes, there is. They, you, people cannot just point cameras, even though they're on their property, huh. into your private places. Intentionally, so that you still have your rights to privacy now. If like you could just like close the window and like close the shades and nah. have all your privacy, well then 
that's going to be the first step. Like you don't have to let somebody look into your window, but if somebody is pointing cameras, even though it's from their property or from a public place for the intention of catching you in a private moment, that's still not okay. You still have recourse. Would, right. a, would a defense be, nobody wants to see you in the bathroom, dude. Nobody yeah. wants to see you. Like, excuse me? <laughs> There's nobody, that, that's not happening. But what, I mean, why would they have it on a sill pointing they're outward? storing it. That's right. my favorite part. He's come to, the way he's come to grips with this is they're, they're storing it. Well, oh, do you, I mean, do you honestly think that they're they're trying to check? Yes, I've never even met them. Yes, they don't why even is know. there a camera on the set? Well, and I'll add, I'll also yeah. add one one is thing, on? one key is it thing. Lit? No, and that's what I was going to say. There's no lights on it. I really just think that you're, they're just not, you know, kind of no self awareness because mm. it is kind of common sense. But then maybe not, you know, you just like you just throw it up there and yeah, don't. You, know you didn't go talk to them. You gotta go talk. Not to yet. Them. It's been like you know it's been like two just, days. Not yeah, yet. just don't do anything. What? No, I was going to talk to him. Ari's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, you could lead with, like, I think you're just storing it there. I get it, but it's pointing in my bathroom window and it's sort of freaking me out. I don't like that approach. Yeah. No. Well, I like going, go full time. You and I have very different approaches. Go over there and, well, that's why you're being peeped on. Yeah. Just go over there naked, knock on the door and be like, is this what you want to see? Here it is, all right? That'll end it real quick. Like it? There you go. Turn off your camera now. Well, I'm glad Actually, I'm not how crazy much for at least get into if he went over naked. Yeah, I think you could get in trouble for that. <laughs> <laughs> but but if I'm in my bathroom just living yeah. it up naked in front of the window cuz I'm in a That's on them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, you don't also have the right to create a public display. Correct. So there is case law on this like, right? I can't just open up all my windows with the intention of I want the world to see me naked. That could still be seen as lewdness even though it's on my property. All right, what's on? The, what's the big plan tonight? What are you doing? You going to the game? Where are you going beforehand? I know you're looking at your watch. Let's right. go. Hur- hustle up. What are you? All you, right. I mean, you meeting up beforehand? You meeting friends? So By the way, you got extra tickets. <laughs> I did. I did have. You going, you're going like, camping tonight? Is that no, no, no? I'm going to the game. I'm going to the game. I'm going to get over there a little early. They have like um, at the start of each series, they have a little reception for. Certain ticket holders. Oh, fancy. And, uh, he was one of the first 75 or 100. Know, yeah. Yeah, he yeah. deserve it for life. <laughs> I don't think that's why it's happening. But in any case, um, so there's there's you know there's free food there. So I'm going to go to get my, my eat on before the game starts and uh, you know, uh, be in the how, building early. How was the food? Because we had a big discussion last year about uh, the – what was it? The Aces game with Mark Davis? Yeah. And then Willie tried to ask Mark if he liked – there was something – he said Mark was a very simple eater. The Raiders owner and the uh, the owner of the Aces, and he was trying to get kind of get him on like like he, something about like he loved mini hot dogs or something. Like it was okay. just very yeah. very basic. Okay, those PF Changs and Bagel Mania. That's his two spots. Okay, uh, I don't I don't I don't think that was in the setup though. Huh. We'll have to get we'll have to get Willie's memory on that. I forget what it was. It was something very specific about finger food. Good okay. setup. Foley does it right. I think so. I think the nice. food in the stadium is great. Um, and you know, I I, I have. <laughs> I, I'm in the center ice, so I got this. The, they have the little restaurants that are available there. Or two, actually, just kind of one restaurant and one like snack stand. But I think the food's good there. I also have access to uh, what's called Goose Island, and they have an all-you-can-eat buffet. For it's like I don't know. I think it's like fifty bucks or something. And they usually have pretty wide selection. If you're a hot dog guy, they got a whole bunch of hot dogs. If you're a nacho <laughs> guy, they got a bunch of nachos. But then they also will have like steak and pork chops. They'll have some good stuff up there. Nice. So I'm gonna go get on get on that today. I will give none of those details to the SO because you you did you texted me and I think it was like three oh five and I didn't I didn't see it till like four forty five for what was it game five or game two I forget what it was whatever game it was 
Yeah. So, yeah, you're like, I got two free tickets, but I need oh. to know right now. Yeah, game three. I didn't I, I didn't think tell it was, him. Oh, no, it was. It was game five. It was the clincher. The it was the most fun game of the year, too. Believe me, so I watched fun. it, and I'm like, she would have had a hell of a time with this. <laughs> I did not mention it at all. Oh, yeah, that I'll was a great game to go to. We had a last minute. I got to uh, pay attention. You know, sick person, so we had to fill it. Justin, have a good time at the game tonight. Thanks for uh, spending so much time with us. Five o'clock hours on the way. We'll continue to get you ready for uh, VGK and the Oilers.